You've tuned in to 96.7 on your FM dial. This is Hugh Cruzel, and the program is QOL, Quality of Life. As you know, this program is into its, so oh, I don't know, seventh or eighth season. We get to introduce all kinds of an interview, all kinds of people who do amazing things. And uh, I've known my guest today, Kylie Klim. Kylie, I've known you for more than a decade, I, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. More than a decade, and I've known you not just through your profession yes but i've probably that's kind of the, the major platform for it but i've known you as a volunteer i've known you as an entrepreneur yes uh, i know that you've been growing a business we're going to talk about a lot of things because yes. i really need to i need to know what it is and yet we've talked so often i fundamentally need an education in what you do so what is it that you do <laughs> So I am a certified music therapist and a registered psychotherapist, and I own Cadence Music Therapy here in Greater Sudbury. Cadence with a K. Cadence with a K. Traditionally, it is spelled with a C, mm-hmm. and it is a musical term about resolution. Oh. So a lot of people will hear Cadence and not realize it. No, I think of it as like... Da-dum, 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 da-dum. So there, there. Some people do consider it as a gait, walking, rhythmic, rhythmic. But actually, the term I took of it is the resolution at an end of a piece. So if you think of any um, spiritual piece that ends with an amen, mm, yes. that is a cadence. It's actually called a perfect cadence. They're about they're. My theory is a little rusty, but there's at least three different uh, cadences. Mm. And what what actually, I mean, you, you talked about some of the, the definition in our pre-conversation mm-hmm. of what music therapy is. Can you outline all those those elements of, of, of that? I, I think you, you can probably define it better than, because you practice it, mm-hmm. better than if I just went and looked it up on Google, right? Right. So what, what is it? So we work with music safely to address different domains. Uh, Some of them that I'll highlight would be a cognitive domain. So that is the brain either learning material or retaining any information. Music can be emotional. Uh, It can put sounds and feelings to things that we can't put words to. It also has a lot of great physical qualities that we can use the, music. The motion. The motion. The repetitive motion, too. Right, exactly. We can use music to increase our energy, like playing high-speed music at the gym or playing slow Calming. music to bring us down at the end of the day, leading into rest. Oh, some people even use music at night as a... As a background, gray noise, white, white noise. noise, white noise, brown noise. <laughs> there's all kinds of there noises. There are different there. noises. I've I've just been recently, personally, getting into it. Not scientifically, but I personally been getting into white noise and brown noise for yes, for sleep We're to help to. clear the <laughs> mind. <laughs> well, isn't so, Kylie? Fundamentally, what you deliver mm-hmm. as a as a as a business. But as a practitioner, that's really what you you deliver something that helps people yes. become better. Yes, become their better self. So I myself use a lot of neurologic music therapy 
techniques and approaches. Okay. It's something that I've received even um, advanced training in. Yeah, your profession is very, to me, something that I really don't have a good grasp of. But you studied for five years? Five I mean, years. Formally, but you've continued your yes. own education. So all music therapists have post-secondary educations. Uh, for you, it was at University of Windsor. For me, it was the University of Windsor. So minimum is a bachelor's degree plus a thousand hour oh, internship. So. And then we sit for our boards. So that would be the equivalent to any uh, registered nurse, mm -hmm. like a BSCN. Mm -hmm. We hold a BMT. Does this mean, Kylie, that every year you also have to do like PLDs or other things or yes. over a period of time? Professional Con learning, something or other. Continuing whatever. education Patient, is yeah. our CE, term, yes. like CEs. Yes. That is to guarantee that we continue to research or re receive supervision uh, to be the best therapist. Do you have a community of practice then that you engage with, uh, like people you graduated with, who you, you reach back to them and say, gosh, I, I've just done this. Are you doing this? You know, or my goodness, the pandemic, what do we do about, I bet you did. Absolutely. So any certified music therapist in Canada is a member of the Canadian Association of Music Therapists. How many are there? Uh, there's over a thousand. Gosh. And even uh, my registration, like, and it's very impressive, even my registration number f is three digits and it starts with a six, but we now have nice. many with four digits. Wow. As their member number. Does this say something about our society? Does this say we are using as many different platforms as possible to help people who who need help? Absolutely. So with my other certification, actually registration, I need to correct myself. I am a member of the Registered Psychotherapist College of Ontario. People can access registered psychotherapists of different skill sets and in some cases be reimbursed by their extended benefits. If they have, or their parents. Or their parents if they have uh, psychotherapy as a benefit. Kylie, I've always had the impression you work with a lot of young people. Is this correct or do you work with adolescents and adults as well? And I'm thinking in the world of like um, concussions, head injuries, yes. things like that. Adults, I mean, that can happen to anybody at any age. But you must have a quite a diverse population that you attend to. Very diverse. Kind of what I... Label as uh, my home populations are young children with, with autism, carrying through ages with uh, autism. Yes. And then at the other end of the age spectrum, uh, older adults with dementia, um, more commonly Ooh, known yes. as Alzheimer's, but dementia is the that umbrella. Would be, that would be a growing segment of the population. Yes. Gosh. So. We're lucky you're young because <laughs> <laughs> you, you can do... you. You, as a practitioner, I, I bet you perceive yourself doing this for another 30, 35 years. Yes. Wow. It's, that's amazing. Thank you. And I guess improving every year with additional education. Absolutely. And, and new ways of doing... You... We talked about uh, instruments mm -hmm. uh, before, or at least um, we touched on this at another time. What kind of instruments do you um, use? Voice too, right? Yes. So 
the auditory sensation could be anything that produces sound. Absolutely. So music is a very fascinating uh, stimuli mm. that engages the brain and multiple parts In a way that visual doesn't. Exactly. And it engages multiple parts of the brain at any given time, depending on the activity, whether you are singing, you are physically playing an instrument, you are listening to a beat. These are all different ways. Of I love brain. that you use your hands when we talk. Thank you. <laughs> a lot of people just sit on their hands. You are um, you're engaging mm -hmm. because that is your practice. Yes. Interesting. I know I watched a movie some years ago and a, and a documentary about a, a gerontologist in Boston who was using music therapy when we didn't even really have a name yeah. for it. And his uh, patients, uh, older adults, mm -hmm. uh, in, a, in a home situation, became animated. Yes. People who hadn't spoken for three years or more suddenly said things like, I, I love that music. And it's like, what? <laughs> so I don't have the quote with me, and but I think of a a late neuroscientist named Dr. Oliver Sacks. Oh, yes. And he relates music to neuroscience like orange juice. I think he was actually the one in the movie. Probably. He he was the he was the source for the movie Awakenings. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Now that was Robin Williams. Yes. Well, it's poor Robin Williams. Yes. Yeah. Oh. So um, Yeah, we both sigh over that one because that's I a know. loss. Do I don't want to put words in your mouth, but would music therapy deal with depression and thoughts of suicide? Oh my goodness. I wasn't going to go there, but I got to. It can be used in in mental health settings. I have... Thank you for expressing it differently than I did. Yes. Worked with... Uh, I have worked with some of the mental health organizations here in Sudbury. Mm. Some inpatient even... Um, but I have to say those were several years before, before COVID, before COVID, but the possibility is out there. I do have several colleagues actively working in those populations right. and in a more clinical setting, in perhaps. a clinical setting, in a, in a clinic, in a clinic or in a uh, housed facility. Yes. Yeah. In a house facility where I do more work in with the neurologic conditions in the community so so these you could see me in a nursing home in a right. long-term care home here in Sudbury. Uh, group homes is a great uh, one and their their residents are individuals individuals with developmental delays yes yes <laughs> yeah well i've got you i've got i've got you know kylie very kindly has offered to do this and and you know how many times have you done interviews like this? Or is this the first? Uh, so actually, two Fridays ago, I did a student podcast. Oh, wonderful. In North Bay. I've done some media interviews as well. Uh, but it's... And actually thinking of CKLU, when our dear friend Michelle well, Gallant is her mm. current name. She was going under a different name at the time. Yes, yes. She uh, had me on at CKLU. Oh, wonderful. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. But we've all got a little rusty with the COVID. I we, think so. Yes. Well, be at ease. Be at ease. And and uh, know that we're all friends here. The mm -hmm. audience is very uh, very generous with their, their well wishes to mm -hmm. you. You know, we need to be mindful as well of uh, the pressure that you're under doing a very difficult job. And... Um, 
when we talk about North Bay, uh, we should make it very clear to everybody that you have a practice that extends for essentially hundreds of kilometers and really in today's world uh, could be global. Um, Well, my titles, I'm approved for psychotherapy in Ontario. So we do have boundaries with those titles. Uh, So I'm registered, I'm a registered psychotherapist for the province of Ontario. However, having driven several kilometers of Ontario, um, I know it's a very large province (laughs) and the uniqueness that comes with each region. Um, I call myself a northern, a well-rounded Northern Ontario girl, uh, born in the Sioux, and also like, have... Did your high schooling here in Sudbury? I had school in Thunder Bay. I had schooling here. My husband's family has a lot of ties to the calendar in North Bay. So uh, it's... I'm very familiar with Highway 17. That's your core. And, and I have, at times, I've driven myself to Gatineau on Highway 17. And even as a young child, I have driven from Thunder Bay to Winnipeg. So I have seen all of 17 at some point in my life. (laughs) Let's talk about your population now. Mm -hmm. As young as and as old as, what what are we talking about here? We're talking about children, adolescents, older adults, right? Yes. So I, my youngest one-on-one client had um, had to be three at the time I when she funny. started. Yes. I have seen babies at mommy and me courses that I, at classes I have guessed at. Yes. Um, and then going all the way through um, having a hundred and something year olds in groups present. Wow. Yes. And and that's right. You it we did mention earlier about the fact that some of your practices with individuals. Some with small numbers of people and yes. some with large, larger groups. Larger groups, but I tend to say on the individual or small group. That's being the way that, I pictured you. Yeah, yeah. being uh, kind of capped at that eight to ten mm. group size. Mm. And mostly children and adolescents. Did we did we touch on that? I, I think I don't in think previous so. conversation. I think and it um, it's definitely. Um, Ebb and flowed over the years. Oh, yes. So, so, for example, during the pandemic, I was doing more youth-based activity because our youth are also, our youth, our youth are used to platforms like Zoom. They are. And Teams and FaceTime. But it didn't necessarily translate to the older populations, but not, not in the sense of, just not being up with it in their generation or their no, age. No, it's just the... It was just the perception of seeing someone on a screen. Yes. Um, Although I... that kind of sometimes makes things even more professional looking because... At times. Yeah. So, but I, we, together, we learned a lot about entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Um, some that you and I participated in equally and some that I delivered. Right. But you did something, I mean... Basically, what we were talking about is pivoting. Yes. You tried your business at this target, and then you you shifted. And what are some of the shifts that you've had to do? One of them is, is of course, COVID. But what about this? You probably thought, I'm going to do this, and then it changed. What what happened? That's a really good question. (laughs) I think it happened organically to you. I think it did happen organically. Um, It's just when I was brought to the community, I was... Willingly. Yes. I was 
provided with opportunities to be at site one, site two, site three, site four, and then do a little community work at yes. the same time. Yes. All part of this bigger umbrella project. Mm. Um, under somebody's, um, uh, yeah. Uh, charity. Right. Someone's right. charity right. under one of the arms of one of the organizations in town. So that was an excellent first year. That's going to be coming up on its 10-year anniversary oh, this spring. Yes. Uh, so the practice will be celebrating 10 years this year. We'll have to have cake. We do. So that first year in business I was in, and even speaking of an entrepreneurs, when I show my books to an accountant, to business funders, I was like, I had a very unique start. I had a full salary that first year. Yes. And then the project came to an end, as most good things do. So I had to take what I had learned in that year and apply it very to the quickly. community. Yes, very quickly. But it's turned out well. It has. But you know, but you've always had a, a very bubbly personality. Thank you. You've always had, even when things were like a little scary, <laughs> you kind of said, "Well, you know." It's just the way it is, and I will. So that's very Northern Ontario. It is what it is. I think so. <laughs> but you took that because you're and absolutely with it. right. I could have left. I could have gotten a full time job. People respect what you do, mm -hmm. and you've been doing it, as you say, for a decade. That validates things, doesn't it? I look for so it's kind of you to say I look for that validation from outside sources. Mm. Um, well, I'm doing it right. Why? Now. Thank you. But even just seeing. I definitely only felt some, because the val like just the, that got challenged during COVID. Mm. Because for the first 12 months of COVID, my practice, my model was outlawed. Right. The going to people's homes. Oh, going to people's homes. So I could do it individually as a registered psychotherapist. Yes. I couldn't go from nursing home to, to group nursing, home to, do, to nursing oh, home. No. I couldn't when do When you say that. outlaw, you meant it was it Legislated. Was yes. It was legislated yes. that I couldn't do that for the first no. 12 months of the pandemic. Wow. So it definitely brought the validness of it yes. into question. Mm. So just... Um, but they must have missed you. They did. So it... Um, Maybe bring a little ray of sunshine into I these. I do. So... <laughs> You know, my, my main site in North Bay, for example, they had to put me on hold for 18 months. Yes. And... Um, but we're back. We're back. I we're know back. it. Because that even was already 18 months ago, and, sitting at three years and, <laughs> of and, this pandemic. Exactly. <laughs> and here today, I, I know that you and have to... I, just a quick, quick little, yeah. little add to that is, um, speaking of pivoting, they did pivot when we had that mini lockdown for mm -hmm. January and February last year. They did pivot online. Um, after I come back from August to December and then we had that mini lockdown. So they pivoted for online for those two months and I was back for March of that year. Mm. So this was just last year. So that, uh, was a great, that in and alone was validation that they moved with me yes. during that small break. During your practice with individuals or groups, it, it, probably just doesn't start just like that. There has to be a, a bit of a buildup where they develop trust in you. Yes. They're, I mean, your visits, if we go back to personal visits, it, it's people expect it. They become enthusiastic about, oh, it's Kylie coming back. 
Am I right? Is this what happens? People really develop a a contact with you, a a relationship. Exactly. And that's exactly. And those are all things you should expect from a professional therapist, Mm -hmm. regardless of what medium, say like me with music, but with any therapist, you should have a good rapport that trust because you are building a relationship. Mm -hmm. And as part of because these are not like eight week sessions no. these are sometimes years of of engagement in engagement but even just back to um what you're saying just a couple of weeks so when i bring on a client i always highly recommend like things happen yep. but i always book at the beginning four weeks to see if you have see. Uh, if that ba- yeah, if that connection can occur, mm. and we do, well, it's have a very a, smart thing to yeah. do because it doesn't always work out, does it? No, no. it's not always an instant connection. Because no. even there was one time, I I did start with a young guy, a little guy who, um, the first session wasn't a success. I don't think the second session was a session was a success, but by the third. I was sitting on one end of their open concept kitchen living room. I was sitting in the living room room on the floor playing, and he was at least sitting, staring at me by, say, the island in their kitchen. And then it got closer. And then he got closer. Right. Yeah, I think with anything, it's almost like new food. Yes. You know, if you, if you, you're like, I'll have a taste of that. I'll sample it. But if I don't like it, I'm going to put it aside. But if I like it, I want more. I would put. I would put music. I'd say music instead of food. Mm, Of course you would. (laughs) Well, that's my... (laughs) I know that's your world, but my world's new music. Glitch, okay. Uh, You're a person. You like music. Kylie, do you listen to music? I mean, you drove here. Did you listen to music on the way here? Did you listen to a podcast? uh, What's your flavor? What's your, what's your, your passion in music? Is it all over the map? I think it's all over the map. Everything from percussion to... Percussion, Broadway tunes. I definitely like Lady Gaga is one of my <laughs> top artists. But I th- I love her. Lady Gaga and their music therapy. I well, it's the a lot together. of great things. Because even when it was like her first few albums where she was strictly pop, yes. I could see a lot of the musicality that translated to her jazz Much albums. Much more, yes. Than, I, than most I, of us would. Exactly. Yeah. I definitely anticipated the, the quality out of those jazz albums that came mm. out later. Even um, I had a lot happen in the, um, the year 2016. That was the year she released her Joanne album, which more actually had more of a pop country flavor to it. It was a little in the obviously I need some education. Yeah, you here. do. <laughs> and I just recommend looking up that album on Spotify. I will. Um it has it and it itself is a little more reflective than our previous work. Are you you like attracted to some of these new I was thinking about uh, I just heard in a, an interview with Adele. Mm. And there were so many things that I didn't know about Adele. And her music, especially several of there's two or three of her songs that just carry you, and you think, "Wow, I wish I could meet her. I wish I could, I wish I could sing like that. Mm-hmm. I wish I could." Her pacing, the rest of it. Do you use modern modern music with music therapy too? Uh, Since you mentioned Lady Gaga, yes, would, well, kind of, she's been at so it for that's a long my time. Per- that's my personal preference. Yes, it's very important to use personal preferences in in any therapy session for my work mm-hmm. because it's what 
the client's going to be engaging. Are, are with. these dance danceable music too? Sometimes like, do you incorporate motion into. Like, yes. I, um, so, I, but at, at so the, much to learn. No, exactly. And but at the same time, I'm going to go back because even just as recently as Friday, um, I was at a nursing home and I was talking about spring, and I had clapping rhythm to uh, Rock and Robin for my seniors. Now that's something that would be more in their repertoire of yes. knowledge. And it's got a lot of great beats that we were just working on going up and down with their range of motion. Yes. More recently, uh, what is the most recent I've done? Lots, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, so, and it's also, so I'm just singing a lot of Katy Perry for groups. Uh, my, like, and when I say youth, I'm, it's not just teenagers, right. like, getting some yes. individuals in their Young 20s. 20s yeah. uh, so Katy Perry. I, and I'm thinking of that because I'm going to be singing that this afternoon. Boy, we have to catch you yeah. uh, singing for us too. I'm not going to put you on the spot right now. But, you know, we, we know our, each other also mm-hmm. through the symphony. Right. Which we'll call classical music. Yes. Right? Although I think we've done like the Sultans of String together. We yes. volunteered for that. Which is kind of classical contemporary. Yeah. World music. How about classical music? Are you using that in in music therapy an awful lot, or is yes. that is that too too traditional or too? Oh, absolutely not. Because it's fundamental. Right? It's very fundamental. So we're definitely sitting right now, even though this may air later. We're sitting at the cusp of sp- winter turning to spring. Uh, so I've done a number of music to art pieces right. to Vivaldi's Four Seasons. Of course. So it's a way to inter- introduce music, classical music, to younger audiences, uh, but get them to think about it more abstract way. Yes. Uh, um, can I ask a question uh, as we approach the end of this mm-hmm. program? Are you dealing also with some young people who are incredibly over-the-top bright? They just need foundational stuff to make them function differently in society or that hasn't happened yet right no it does it does happen without being too specific right i think it's more just like you put it like anything else therapy is what you put into it Uh. so it's it's an opportunity for musical direction and especially musical direction that isn't necessarily traditional, because hmm. um, I provide. I just wonder if yeah, no, even absolutely. I could benefit from exactly. music therapy. Yeah, I well, so. well you just asked about you. So like. <laughs> I know. I just follow. <laughs> but it. where I'm going with this is, so I do provide, for example, um, adapted music lessons. So it's not uh, the it's not a, in a music lessons in the traditional sense that you're there. The goal is to learn the music. Hmm. While in adapted music lessons, we may be learning the music, but we may also be working on breath control, focusing, and sometimes individuals that are very bright have a problem channeling their energy and their focus. So it's also learning at that time in those lessons that are, uh, that they learn the ways they can 
channel that energy and maybe untraditional matter uh, ways improve their quality of life exactly <laughs> what a great place to to sort of wrap this up mm -hmm. there's still so much to learn i mean how do we in a short program do all of this and 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 you it took you five years of formal learning and and so many more years of of practice to get to where we are today having this conversation wow kylie Klim. Cadence Music Therapy. Yes. I got that right? Yes. And how do people find, if they just Google Kylie Klim on a variety of platforms or Cadence? Cadence Music Therapy. Dot uh, com. Dot com. And Cadence MT is my handle on several social media Music platforms. therapy. Yeah. No, simply Cadence MT. Got it. Got it. Wonderful to talk to you. Kylie Klim, I, I've always wanted to have you on this program, and, and here we are today having this conversation. I have already said thank you, but I, I think when I listen to this again, and, and you will listen to it as an audience, you will realize that music therapy is, is perhaps a lot more than you, you think it is, and has some incredible value. This has been Hugh Cruzel, and the program is QOL on CKLU 96.7. You can also listen to it as a podcast, asynchronously, Hugh Cruzel podcast on Spotify. Kylie Klim, thank you so much for being my guest today. My pleasure. Our guest. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers. Bye for now, folks.